Welcome to Compassionately You. Here, we host conversations in vulnerability and hopes to help and motivate others. My name is Brie Luganville and I'm your host. I love to have different guests on to talk about a personal journey that they went through. Sometimes it focuses on internal growth. Sometimes it does focus on body image as well and how that affects our overall being as a person. Thank you so much for being here today. Uh, Today we have our guest, Elisa Ferguson, (laughs) and um, she is the owner of Florology Designs. Her and I have actually worked together on multiple different weddings or stylized senior sessions, and it's been a lot of fun working together in that way. So thank you for joining us today. Yeah, thank you for having me. (laughs) Um, So tell us a little bit about why you started Florology Designs. Yeah, I started Florology Designs. Uh, I have been doing flowers for over 10 years now. Um, It's actually going on year 12 for me for doing flowers and uh, about seven or eight years in the event industry. Um, But at the 10-year mark, it was a decade, I was working as a floral manager um, to a larger company here in Grand Rapids. And uh, I wasn't fully fulfilled by just designing and handling just flowers. Um, I personally wanted more of a challenge. And I was just married. My husband was really sweet. We were just newly married and mm-hmm. being married, you're like super happy. It's such an exciting time. But then afterwards, I was kind of in a slump personally. Yeah. Um, so I kind of hit like, I guess you could say it was like more of a depressed slump of like, what is my purpose? Why am I doing this? You kind of start asking yourself the big questions. So I did Detroit Flower House. Uh, a gal, Lisa Wad owns Pottenbach. She bought an abandoned home in Detroit, and she had this dream of, like, fill it with flowers. It might be crazy, but she was going to fill it with flowers and then deconstruct the house and make it a flower farm in Detroit uh, in Hamtramck. And uh, I was doing a flower workshop with Susan McCleary, Passion Flower Sue. She works with um, Francois Weeks doing wearable botanicals and jewelry. Oh, awesome. So I did that workshop, and I attended it, and it kind of was just, like, the first time I did something for me and not because of my boss or who I worked for or the client, it was really fun to create for like yourself. You don't get to do that very often. Usually you're, you know, I don't know, it sounds silly to say I couldn't create for myself, but you're creating for your clients or your customers or your boss and you can't just do something for the sake of doing it for you. And so that was like the first thing I did something for myself. It was both business related and like my career relation, you know, but then afterwards, um, that later that week was flower house and I could stay and volunteer if I wanted to. So I did. And I worked on two different rooms. Oh, that sounds amazing. <laughs> I worked mostly with Susan McCleary in her kitchen. Uh, we worked with like local produce and blooms and I got to make like a living wall art piece. That was pretty cool. And then I went into the next room, into the living room um, with David Beam, who I really admire. And it was cool to like be alongside somebody that you just admire and, He's a big New York floral designer, if you don't know who he is. So just like standing up with this man who is making it happen is quite amazing. And to be acknowledged as, uh, I guess, as a colleague and not as just like a worker bee was 
sounds silly, but it was a lot for me. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Emotionally, it was a lot for me to be recognized as a, you know, as an equal. You don't, usually just in the, like, workshop, just going away as a florist, not being the front of a business or not being an owner. And I realized then it was, like, the planting of the seed that I wanted more. And shortly after, my husband was like, that was the happiest I've seen you when you did something for yourself and just taking the lead on doing something. So... That's when it totally started of the idea of even wanting to go as a flower entrepreneur. That's wonderful. <laughs> just like the random, like just the most random thing that happened in the middle of like your normal everyday life. And it was just like the switch had turned for me. And then like that winter, I really evaluated it and I figured out that that is, a, that is what I wanted and let my employer know and started Florology Designs and... It's been in the fast lane ever since, two years. It's been like two and a half years now, I think. It was 2017 when I started the business, and it wasn't like official, like officially launched until May, but I started it in like January, February. Well, and now, when we were talking before, you've got, you had three weddings this past Friday. Yeah, this past Friday, we had three weddings. We had one larger wedding on the lakeshore, um, a really amazing client, and then we had a really sweet client at Cheney Place who originally was going to do just bouquets, corsages, boutonnieres, the personal florals for them, Yeah. and then she decided to add us on and doing all the centerpieces too. Oh, that's (laughs) wonderful. Figured, why not? (laughs) Not, Why not just have all the flowers? And um, then the third wedding was actually a co-worker of my husband's and a really dear friend, so it was really fun to make her imagery come to life too and it was very very beautiful at Bissell Tree House oh my goodness. so um it was a lot of fun we we did a lot of driving <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was an early start um but my husband works as a project manager and he really helped me on the organization of timing um to execute it very well <laughs> it's so wonderful so. when uh, in a marriage you, you have like different types of the mind and so yes look very very creative and like collaborative and like community um and like marketing and then Mm -hmm. you've got the project manager type side for the yeah my husband is the realist and I'm a little bit more of the dreamer but he he amuses me by exploring the different things that could potentially become out of like one of my dreams oh that's you know I actually have a dream book that's great (laughs) I have a dream book that's like my business diary journal of just all the many things I wish I could do or want to do and or eventually one day hope to do. <laughs> so, Because I would have all these ideas, and then I would try to start that idea, like, immediately. And my husband's like, you need to prioritize yourself, girl. <laughs> I totally feel it. I'm very similar. It's <laughs> like, write it all down. Circle which ones you think you could do. Focus, like, you know, explore a few avenues. And, like, then you start the ones you actually can do. <laughs> and no, then go good. from there. So... Yeah, I just want to do everything all the time, all the things. <laughs> I, I totally get it. I'm that way. Oh, my gosh. Um, so yeah. <laughs> tell us about, um, there's an upcoming workshop you're actually doing this week. Yeah. It'll be October 25th. Yeah, so I'm going to be doing a workshop at Diamond Regal. We're doing wreath-making class. So we're going to do one for the fall, and then we're going to do one for the winter, too, at Diamond Regal. Um I believe we can have about 10 or 12 people sign up. It's for both men or women. Awesome. Um, I actually think it's really fun when you do get the guys in there. Um, You just make a wreath. We start from scratch, so, like, the wreath form isn't pre-made. You start with, like, a long willow branches, and we, like, weave it into a circle, and then you add on your greenery from there. We're going to be focusing more on making it a more modern wreath, so 
more like asymmetrical. So like oh, part yeah. of the form is exposed. Oh, I love it. <laughs> and um, it should be a fun time. <laughs> right now, you guys can't see, but we have your wonderful dog, Otto, and he's just giving me all the love, and I love it. Look at me. My dog's going to be so jealous when I go home. Um, he's trying to sit on her lap and, and give her kisses. <laughs> so cute. 80 pounds of love. <laughs> he is 80 pounds of love. <laughs> um, but how can people get tickets for this? Or... Uh, they can go online. I believe it's uh, on Facebook, and... Um, you can go onto my Facebook at Thorology Designs, or <laughs> he's looking the speaker now. Um, <laughs> you can go onto Thorology Designs Facebook, or you can go onto Diamond Regal's Facebook, and um, or their website also sh showcases the the workshops that are happening because they do a bunch of different types. I believe they do pouring up candles. Uh, oh, I think awesome. they've done some macrame, some painting, um, and then now they're going to be adding wreath making. We hope to integrate more florals, like. Every season with them would be great. So. Oh, that would be great. So you definitely should check out that event on October 25th. Get your tickets. Um, we're going to kind of like swing back around to the beginning. And I'm, let's go kind of deeper into. So you said after you got married and then you were in that job and you realized you wanted to start florology. Um, kind of just go deeper as into more of just your personal growth with that. Yeah, uh, my husband and I had been married for two years at the time when I had done the Flower House event. Um, and I actually, he was such a sweet husband. I was actually in Detroit during his birthday to be there at that event. He just was like, go do it. I'll come uh -huh. meet you that weekend and we'll spend the weekend in Detroit. His mother lives there, so I stayed with her and I did the Flower House. But after that weekend, my husband kind of sat me down and was like, I think you need to like really think about what you want like, what do you want? Like, what do you want in the future? Because we, you know, it was like two years of being married at that point. We're really mm -hmm. happy together with each other. I might have been frustrated. I think that I, I think I was getting frustrated in the workplace just because I knew I had more capability and I yes. didn't, I was so frustrated because I couldn't figure out how to become or how to do more. And it was kind of the point where if I wasn't given the opportunity to be more, then I had to create that opportunity for myself. Um, and it was like beginning of the process of figuring out of being an entrepreneur and starting Phorology Designs. Uh, it was terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> I, it took me probably almost a year. Mm, yeah, probably took me almost a year just to come around to the idea of being a business owner of like, okay, let's do it. Let's try to start a business. Um, it wasn't an easy decision to make. And then after figuring it out personally ourselves and then telling your employer that you're leaving and it was nothing against my employer. Um, I loved where I worked. Um, I just was not loving that I wasn't being used to my full capacity, I guess. Yeah. Um, when you do the same thing, at this point, I had been doing flowers for 10 years when I left them. And I. Uh, it was just hard because being a designer is just like one facet of, of a business. You know, I like doing the marketing. I love collaborating and meeting other entrepreneurs like yourself mm -hmm. and um, just business theory I love helping with I'm actually helping some friends with their music festival that's in yeah. their second year now um, just with some different business theories and tactics and analogies mm -hmm. <laughs> I just love uh, anything business theories based um, I always love hearing people's stories too so that's why I'm enjoying doing this. Yeah, it's wonderful. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it was my husband who sat me down and was like, if you really want to do this, you need to do it. Now's the time. 
we didn't have a house at the time. We were just married, and the only payment we had was, like, a car. So we were only having a car payment, and rent was, like, our only obligation. So he's like, we don't have a house. We don't have a kid. At then, we didn't have our dog, Otto. Uh-huh. So he was just like, if, like, the worst you could, you could do is fail, and we don't really have, like, very much cost to our living right now so now would be the time if you wanted to fail you could and have less risk yeah so being the very <laughs> level-headed man that he is you know of course it he approached it in that tactic so he was the reason why I started florology and his support and love is the reason why I have florology and that florology is successful um you can find him random weekends he helps me (laughs) he likes to see me on site or if I need the extra set of hands he's always there to help me because we run pretty lean so it's nice to have that but um yeah it's not an easy decision I think the first year of even starting serology I didn't know what I was doing Mm -hmm. I didn't have a business degree I didn't know what I was doing other than I know how to design flowers but everything else you just yes figure out as you go you listen to all the podcasts and um I would try to read any stories I could of people's success stories or different tactics or any new, um, like, Facebook or Instagram whenever they had something come out new to, like, catch up on and to be most updated on, like, social media aspect. That was great free marketing. So that's good. (laughs) uh, Just all that stuff kind of came into play. And my husband is the one that really, like, supported me while I took the adventure of florology. Florology is sustaining itself now, but it didn't in the beginning. And so it was him who was covering bills and making sure that we were taken care of yeah. so I could could explore my dream. But, and start to build. Yeah, but that fear is so hard. Mm-hmm. I was so afraid my first year. And because of fear, I was, like, making my decisions on, like, let's do a market. But I'm not, like, I don't have a storefront. Why would I want to go do markets? It just felt like I had to be busy and I had to show myself doing something to, like, be like, I am successful. I'm doing something. Yeah. Even though I would be, like, a wash or, (laughs) like, all the stuff you just bought to sell and then you would sell some of it but not all of it. And then it just was, like, a wash in the the end. So it was, like, (laughs) what's the point? Like, if it's not really, like, the main focus of what I want to do or speaks to my heart why am I doing it so I had to like reel myself in or my husband had to help me reel myself in because he's the one who's like why are you doing markets and I'm like yeah you're right I don't know it's hard it's hard because you also want to do all the things yeah you want to do everything I mean who doesn't want to be superwoman or superman (laughs) and just do it all but you you can't not right away so in that first year I feel like and maybe two years too sometimes it just depends on how it works for you you just learn it's like trial and error so I'm a hands-on learner Mm -hmm. and maybe you are too because you work with your hands I am (laughs) (laughs) and so me it's like people can tell me do x y and z but like if I'm not doing the it actually I'm not going to understand fully. Mm-hmm. So it's like same with editing photos or with the, making this podcast. Like I yeah. can read all the things and I figured it out, but trial and error. Like <laughs> totally trial and error. 
It's like trial and error and like still having confidence and belief in yourself. Yes. And it is a roller coaster. <laughs> it is such a roller coaster. It's like, oh my gosh, this is so exciting. This is great. And then it's like, oh my gosh, something really bad happened or all my flowers died yeah. or my flowers have botrytis, which is like a fungus on it. Or oh no. like one time I used, I love to support local and the local farm that I used had a really bad aphid problem. And it's like, oh my God, there's aphids all over my design room. I have to like bug bomb yeah. my design room and throw all my flowers out because they're all being eaten up by bugs like oh it's stuff that you don't think of and you learn as you go and yeah <laughs> aphids. you learn yeah aphids <laughs> <laughs> wonderful um it's like the things that you learn as you grow you just can't learn unless you experience it but you go through it it's definitely trying it's I feel like even still I feel like I'm better now at separating it personally yeah it's like not like my mood would fluctuate based on, like, whatever was happening with plurology. So, for me, that was, you know, it took some time to separate that, but I think that with that time, it's helped. I totally get it. Two years, it's changed a lot from letting letting every single little thing personally affect me or offend me. Yes. (laughs) Well, it's hard when it's, like, it is your baby. It is. It is a, there's business It means so much to you. Yeah, and it is part of you in it. And Mm -hmm. so, with that, it is hard when things happen to not go, like, I used to go zero to 60. And I still can get there. (laughs) But. Yeah, I I still do, too. (laughs) But I try hard, and I think, just in relating with you, to, I don't know, have a better system like oh I can feel myself going there do I really need to be that way or let's think of it this way let me write stuff down let me go have a walk let me yeah yeah to have that check system in place to check yourself it's hard (laughs) to check yourself when your mind starts to like be your enemy I feel like in ways like your mind you, you just you get caught up in your head a little bit or um I don't know it's just like it's easy like if if you see what everybody else is doing and you're caught up in your head about what you're doing and you start playing the comparison game or like how big or small am I game, it can, you just kind of like, got to just like flush it all out. Whenever I do yes. that, I just kind of like, I don't like shut down, but I like literally like shut down my social media and I'm like, you know what, I'm just going to focus on my clients and then like kind of reboot myself and like just ignore yeah, the right. noise, Yeah. which, um, I was just talking with my business coach that I've been getting better at ignoring the noise. And mm-hmm. when I ignore the noise, I'm not listening to the noise and not like trying to be like the noise or trying to compete with the noise. I'm just being me. So that's, that's helped a lot mentally that's perfect. <laughs> for me a lot because it's so, it's so easy to be caught up in our own heads when it comes to that. And I feel like mm-hmm. that was like why I started Florology because of, I was in like this slow slump, you know, like mentally. I probably mostly depressed at that time because I just, you were so angry and upset and sad that you're not doing what. You're not getting fulfilled. You're not yeah. getting any type of f- fulfillment at all. And like mm-hmm. even now, if I get stressed, I'm like, but I'm still being fulfilled and I'm so happy about it. <laughs> like we had three weddings and I don't know how it's going to happen, but it's going to get done and. You know, like, I was really excited all week. I probably didn't sleep very much. (laughs) I'm so excited that I have a hard time sleeping, and I'm thinking about all the things, so I try to write it all down in my lists before I go to bed. But when you have such a long list, (laughs) you stay up, and you're thinking about that list. But, um, yeah, it was great just to be able to have that support with my freelancers. And um, some, like, past intern came in and helped, and it was really great. great. 
It was wonderful. It's really nice when people support your dream. Because, mm-hmm. like, you can't do it alone. No, you got to have support. <laughs> when I do flowers, it's usually just me and an assistant. It's just two of us. And then last year was me and an intern. And then this year it was me and a freelancer and an assistant that mm-hmm. is, like, freelancing. But she's hoping to work into more of a part-time place here with me. But um, Wonderful. We had... Uh, Something kind of happened in her family. It was a really big accident, and her sister is in the hospital still, and it's been about a month. So um, she took a hit, and I just tried to be there for her and not be in, like, a burden or in the way. And I, it totally made me think of, like, what I happened when I was in um, a workplace. I was working, and my aunt was in the hospital, and my aunt died at 35. Wow. So my aunt was in the hospital, she had cancer, and all of a sudden she had, like, pneumonia, and her her lungs were getting filled with fluid. And I remember my mom just, like, sending me that phone call of, you need to be here tomorrow, because we don't know what she has left. And then, like, with my freelance turning into assistant, she, like, contacted me and was like, sister, in a coma, car accident, really bad, don't know what's happening. That kind of, like, memory flashback flashed to me, and I was like oh my god, I hope this, like, oh god, like, I just didn't, I was, like, hoping maybe this was a really improper, like, autocorrect, and it wasn't right, Mm -hmm. Uh, it was right, and she did kind of just had to drop everything and just be there, but she, she felt really bad and contacted me, and she's like, I wasn't expecting to be able to have a job to come back to, and you know, you start talking about that, and I was like, I'm a person. Yeah. <laughs> I remember when something like that had happened to me, and I was so upset. I was first told, no, I couldn't. I had to work my schedule, and I was just like, I've never asked anything from you as an employee as from your company. I'm asking this of you, and that night at, like, midnight, they told me, like, I felt really bad, and you should go do that, and I did, and that was the last day my aunt was here. Oh, my goodness. So I w- would have probably quit or just been so furiated at that employer that I was – I would have been there, and I would have done what I was obligated to do, but I've been really mad about it. Yeah. <laughs> like, I would have had some anger issues, I think, because I didn't get to be there for my family or I didn't get to see my aunt. And um, the fact that they they said I could and allowed me to do so, um, it was kind of a relief that – you know, they came to terms of, like, you're a small business and you can be a person. Mm-hmm. Like, you can be professional, but you can be a person, and crap happens in our lives that we can't control. And, like, mm-hmm. I told her, you can't control what's happening. I can't control it. I, you know, obviously it put me in a little bit pinched in my busiest month, but I'm just like, you know, we'll figure it out. It is yeah. what it is. Like, you need to be there for your family, but whenever you're ready to come back, you just tell me. And I was bawling for <laughs> emails about this because it's like you can be the person that you hope to be and like I'm hope that I was like supportive to her mentally during that time too and I feel like it's just so hard like mentally like that relationship or as a business and as a person like Mm -hmm. there's so much there that I don't know I like yeah I'm gonna be a business but I have to be a person yeah. I totally got off topic. No, this is great. There's no uh, topics here. I know. And that almost like you were able to step into that role of a person and business um, mm-hmm. owner that you wished your former employer would have. Yeah. You know, you were that person for Yeah, her. and I feel like starting Florology was kind of filling in a little bit of those gaps that I was missing. Um like, I was hoping that all those bad experiences or, like, stressful or frustrating experiences I might have had ever in any workplace, I was hoping that, like, to, 
like change the workplace system, right? Mm-hmm. And to, to improvise and to to help make it better and to be more understanding and to be more human. Yeah. <laughs> um, you can be human and have a business and respect people and be happy and have a thriving business, you know, yeah. and have all, you can have, you can have your cake and eat it too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so that was like that moment for me and it just was like, just really good to hear how much she appreciated that when it was, you know, it was hard and it was stressful for us, but I'm glad that I could have, I didn't know how to support her. Like I wanted to go to the hospital. I wanted to drive to Lansing and to be there with her. And mm-hmm. I'm like, but I'm her, like, you know, as an employer, like that would stress me out if like a person I work for like came there and stuff like that. So I was like, okay, I'm just going to respect boundaries. <laughs> I'm going to support from afar. And I think the best support I could give her is just give her space and time. Yeah. So, and it is hard when you're a very caring person too. And like, when you are a small mm-hmm. business and you're a caring person, you really do care for your employees. You do. Or, They're your family. Yeah, for just more. Like, I love them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love, like, and they're not even, she's not even, like, technically an employee yet, but as a freelancer, yeah. like, I love them. They're, they help, they help so much in when I'm in need, and it's just, like, I was beyond, I was, like, point last week like Thursday where I was on the borderline of like I just wanted to break down into tears and cry Mm -hmm. because I was so happy and relieved that I wasn't like just doing it alone Mm -hmm. because Florology is a singly owned business and like I I don't have like I don't have workers here so it was just like very emotional for me and I was like you know I've been really good about the emotional part but then I got super emotional again and I'm not, like, I'm a very heartfelt person, but I'm not, like, a person to random. I'm not, like, oh, that's Lisa. She's crying again. Like, that's not me as a person. Um, but it was just, like, an overwhelming, amazing feeling of having that emotional and mental support, you know, just besides the business of, like, we're here for you. Like, we got you. And so that was great. That's so good. Yeah. <laughs> um, is there – so I think, I think our conversation kind of has – evolved into just vulnerability as being a (laughs) genuine person that decided to go into their own business but also like what happens during that time with like your like mental health or business yeah (laughs) confidence as it grows I think those are all the different points we've kind of touched um is there anything you would like to say? I know when we originally um also contacted each other Mm -hmm. you had kind of related with like you're into the body positivity and body acceptance realm as well. Yeah. So um, anything that you would like to share that way? I, yeah. <laughs> this is going to be the, probably the most hardest stuff for me to talk about, but I think it's important too. Um, for me with body positivity, body positivity, well, if I can talk. Um, <laughs> um, for body positivity, if you've met me, I'm a pretty curvy girl. Like I've never been really tiny uh, always been curvy and probably bigger now than like when I was in high school and I played sports. And oh man, we all, all are that. Like, right? <laughs> <laughs> but also, like, the stress too. I know I sometimes I can be a little bit of a stress eater. Like, I want comfort food when it's super stressful. But um, body positivity wise, it's been very interesting because I feel like being as a business owner, um, being an entrepreneur, and being like just you, it's hard because you feel like you gotta be picture perfect. Mm-hmm. You got to be the picture perfect and you got to look the part, you got to play the part, you got to be the part and it can be harder, um, you know, it's, it's harder to be so confident in yourself 
uh, like you can be confident, but to be actually like have that self love and that self confidence is not an easy thing to do. Has yeah. uh, always been a struggle for me, like to love myself and to be good to myself. Oh, that's always been a struggle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like ever since I was little, that's always been a struggle because I've always been curvier. I've always been bigger. Um, I'm taller. Um, and it's so sweet because like one of the girls like I wish I had your curves, and I was Aww. just like. You're so sweet, but it's like we all wish we were, you know, it's like the I have straight hair, you have curly hair. I would, like, let's trade if we yeah. could. I feel like it's the same with bodies. Like, if you're really skinny, you have a hard time finding right clothes. If you're really curvy, you have a hard time finding right clothes. Yes. It's just a struggle. But um, for me, it's been harder because you you have to be the face of a company and to, to look a certain way. And it is hard to be, like, super confident in yourself if you're bigger or you see pictures of yourself when you're, like, handing off bouquet and you're a hot mess because it's just really hot in summertime and your muggy is all get out and you're just trying to look professional, but you're, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> you just, like, look at all the sweat and you're trying to look cute and be functional and a business owner. Like, it's just, and you're just like, oh, God, these pictures of me. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You know, like, you just have to love yourself. And I'm just like, that's that's the reality like this is real like it's it's really hard to be like that picture perfect cookie cutter and for me with the Instagram and the Facebook world it's really hard because we like I feel like we all want that or we all like strive to be that so it's really hard to to be yourself or to be real but Mm -hmm. I do share pictures good (laughs) and I feel like oh I might go on a tangent about Instagram and Facebook trying hard not to I am trying okay. so hard to be more vulnerable just everywhere. Like, yeah. today, I think on Instagram, I decided to share that I was having a really hard mental health day. Like, I had to use my self-compassion exercises because everything in me was telling me that I was a terrible person and everyone dislikes me and, like, Aww. I'm not worthy of love. But that's, like, my thing that I always go to when... Mm-hmm. when I'm just not having a good day and I can wake up like that. And I'm like, nope, those are lies. And you have to, like, get through. Stop yourself when you're in a funk. But I think, like, um, sharing that, I had different people say, oh, my gosh, I'm going through that right now. Thank you for giving me the exercise that you do every day. And I'm like, see, it's out there. It's like, let's stop with this (laughs) perfect Perfect. stuff. Yeah. And it is out there. There are more Mm -hmm. people. I always mention her, but I'm obsessed with Jenna Kutcher. I listen to her podcast all the time, The mm-hmm. Gold Digger, and she is curvy and vivacious, and yes. she just posed in, like, an airy um, thing, and I just love her. She's so motivating. So there are those people out there, but they're not they're not everyone yet. No, they're not everyone so yet. it's hard because it's like, do yeah. I have to be that for, like, do we, let's just all do it right now. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Oh. So I've actually, um, body positivity-wise, like, I'm pretty Okay, I'm going to say this. I'm not going to, like, <laughs> like, I don't know how to, like, I'm photographic. Like, I'm yeah. photogenical. Is that right? Photogenic. photogenic. I like genical. Sorry, I'm genical. Like photogenical. Um, I'm very photogenic. Um, I have been, like, since I was younger. My mom always was like, you should do modeling. But I was always like, but I'm curvy or I'm bigger. And before, like, that was frowned upon. So I'm like, now if I was young to go and modeling, like, heck yeah. <laughs> like, people are looking for different and unique and Kirby is being accepted and loved in modeling world, which is amazing. I think Jenna's our age and she's modeling, so that doesn't you surprise. Can do okay, it. so I can still do it at this age. <laughs> you go. Um, Side hustle. No. So uh, for me, it's been interesting because, like, it's hard to go sh- clothes shopping. And, like, actually being in West Michigan is very hard to go clothes shopping because there's all these cute boutiques. 
And you want to go to the, like, the neighboring boutiques and support local, but, like, I don't fit in most of those clubs. <laughs> so um, I actually had like the most fun experience shopping at the Yours Truly Gallery. It's the YT Gallery on Cherry Street. Okay. Um, it's really bad. I don't remember the owner's name, but there's a husband and wife that own it, and the wife was working, and she was like, her eyes lit up when she saw a curvy girl looking at her clothes, and she just like had me try on like a million oh, outfits. So wonderful. And she saw this shirt, and she's like, this was made for a curve girl. And it was like a higher crop shirt, and I don't wear crop tops, but it would look really cute with like my navy pencil skirt. And I was, she was just like, you just have to have this. I'm just going to give this to you. I'm like, excuse me, what? Oh my goodness. <laughs> she was like, I don't get, um, she's like, I, she's like, I don't get, curvy girls who are excited to go shopping and I'm like oh I'm excited <laughs> I just thought something was cute and I was like maybe I'll try this on like this is really cute it looked like it could have a good shaping for curves and she just like handed me about I think I tried on about 10 or 12 different clothes and I like outfits entirely like dresses pants shirts like tunics and it was so cool because I was the first time I was in a store and she organized from double XL in the front to an extra small in the back yeah. So she's like, I size it from biggest to smallest. And I was like, why do you do that? I've never seen that in my entire life that way. She's like, well, she's like, I think that if clothes are bigger, they should be seen first. And she's just like, when you see something super tiny on a shelf, too, like on a rack, she's like, what curvy girl is going to want to pick up something that they see in a super small? Because it's probably not, they're going to think it's not going to be cute on me. So it was really cool talking with her and trying on all her clothes. That's wonderful. Um, and a very impromptu shop, like taking my grandma out and about. Oh, that's wonderful. <laughs> um, it was so fun that she had clothes that could fit me as a curvy girl. And it made, like, shopping fun again. Because usually I'm like, I have to go to Kohl's because they have, like, more plus size for women there and stuff. Um, I'd like to do more. There's some really awesome boutiques that do, um, like, support more organic and local. And I try to shop there, mm-hmm. to, you know, to to support my sustain <laughs> my sustainability and ethical side. I do try to shop there, but it's like sometimes you don't want like super loose flowing and you would like something more form fitting at times. So um it's like a fine line for me. Sorry I'm going down a rabbit hole. <laughs> no, this is wonderful. This is not um, a rabbit hole. But uh it was really cool to have like this positive shopping experience and she was just like I don't like she's like I don't restrict people's sizes and I she was like I don't know how a lot of these beautiful boutiques are opening up and why they don't like open up their sizes too. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of cool. Cause like I did a fashion, I got to model as a fashion model photo shoot uh, with LA Miller and Rockford. And that Whoa. was cool. Um, it was, I think it was for their, was it springtime? I think it might've been June almost maybe that I did it, but that was really cool. And I, a few random times I've been asked to like do modeling and I, it's like, I don't mind. I have fun doing mm-hmm. it. Like, maybe not all the time. Or maybe if I got paid, I'd do it. Yes, <laughs> like, yeah. um, but, like, you think about how things would photograph or, um, like, hand placement or body placement and stuff like that. And so that was really fun. And I feel like not everybody, I don't know, I was like, why are you asking the curvy girl? Oh. <laughs> you know, like, there was so many beautiful women out there. Like, why are you asking the curvy girl? And they're like, but you like it and you're photogenic. Who cares if you're curvy? It's like, okay. <laughs> And that right there, too, it's like, oh, our society just needs to stop with why curves. Right, right. Every body type is just the body that person was given. 
Yes. And instead of focusing yes. on just that one ideal that for some reason all the advertising and yeah. marketing focuses on. And there's a tiny change, mm-hmm. but there needs to just be continued and more because it has been ingrained. Yeah, it has been. And I'm sure like any curvy woman you see, it's not like an ongoing... I'm sure every woman... Sure. She can be super confident, but... They still, like, I'm sure they're hard on themselves. I'm sure they still have those moments of, like, the societal, like, but my curves, you know. Um, But it's fun, too. Um, So I'm, (laughs) like, a side thing. So for me, I've noticed, like, since owning the business for the last two years, I don't take the time, like, as much for myself. So I started... (laughs) I started dance. (laughs) Good. (laughs) So um, my girlfriend, her name is Ari. Uh, Ari Shannon Carmichael. That's two last names there. (laughs) And um, she is like a dance teacher in the school system. She teaches in the dance art programs and trying to bring like dance movement. Um, I don't remember the name of it. She just relocated here in Grand Rapids. She was working in dancing. I don't remember the name of it. It's one of the public schools, though. Okay. Um... She's so phenomenal, and um, she was telling me about this group. It's called Grand Rapids Dance Ensemble, mm-hmm. and I'm like, "What is this?" And she's she did it. She did like a, a half year of it, it's like five or six months of rehearsing, and then you have a performance that you do at the end of the year. And I was like, "What is this group?" Because like I love dance, and like dance movement helped me when I had like an injury. I did dance like going into college when I had a, a fractured my ankle, and so it really helped me like. Yeah. mentally and physically be like healthy again it was really helpful just to get all that injury like when you're injured you have like such a funk like in your mind you have such a funk after being injured and like you just need to do something mm-hmm. active but enjoyable for you and I was like you know what maybe dance could be the answer because like I don't like to go to workout classes <laughs> oh, yeah. it's very uncomfortable setting for me people are like over like yeah let's do this and it's just like okay like <laughs> I want to do this at my own pace yeah. like I love to be pushed I work well underneath pressure but like this is just a little tense for me like I want to be comfortable and in a safe space <laughs> yes. so when it came to like their second auditions and I was just like girl I want to see what this is I want to try it out she told me when the auditions were and I went and I remember my legs burning (laughs) a week and a half afterwards and I pick up a lot of stuff like picking up buckets I do lots of squats and picking up boxes like all day every day I feel like we're always picking something up that's heavy or moving stuff at ceremony locations like I'm pretty strong woman but like my legs were feeling the burn from all these beautiful ballet movements they had us do all the plies and (laughs) I was just like what in the world I'm gonna like kill myself trying to do this and they had like they accepted all most of us that auditioned and like two of us were like on a probation trial to see if we could keep up or to see if we could handle the choreography given to us. I was one of those two girls that was put on probation. Uh-huh. <laughs> not for being naughty, but being uh, physically challenged of not being in like dance movement ability. Mm-hmm. But it was really, a really good experience. And my husband was like, you have like this happiness to you. Oh, that's wonderful. And like, he just needed like this self-confidence for doing something for myself. It was like, the one thing I got to do each week was like, every, it's every Friday at night from like six to nine. And usually I'm like working late in the design room. So it made me stop. Like I just had to stop designing from that time. I had to, you know, I had to get like, a leotard so that in case yeah. like shirts movements weird because we do contemporary dancing. If short moves weird, you don't see anything you don't want to see. <laughs> no, we all have 
boobs and a body, but <laughs> cover it up a little bit to be polite. Um, <laughs> it's just more comfortable when dancing. Yeah. And um, so for movability purposes, that's more comfortable for me. But it was really cool because it would make my mind shut down on all the work or any of the negative or any of the stress and just completely shut my mind down. And I had to focus on dance and I had to think about that next movement. I had to keep my guard up for the dance movement or I'd be behind and so it was really nice just to like all those voices that you hear it didn't matter it's yeah. just either you either do it or you don't mm -hmm. so it was really nice for me because I feel like when you are <laughs> not the most athletically fit person it's really easy to be like why am I doing this I should just like stop and you just stop right mm -hmm. like I feel like that's why like workout classes are so intimidating sometimes because of the intensity and you're just like I'm not that person this is very, like, I'm just going to shut down. So it was nice because it was a safe space. I mm -hmm. wouldn't shut down. It'd be easy to, but it's just, like, that's not me. Like, I want to try and at least give it my all. And the all turned out positive, and it was really cool. So I'm doing it again this season. Great. That's awesome. And it's just been, like, a, like a weight lifted off my shoulders. And I'm like, I'm not. <laughs> that's the only thing I do besides lifting when I'm working and eating healthy and trying to be more active, like, Playing with auto outside and we go on hikes and we go swimming and kayaking and mm -hmm. stuff like that but it's like I'm not gonna go in the gym every single day or like no, no. like four days a week or this is not me it's moderation yeah moderation. it's just not me but I'm healthy and I'm semi-fit like mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm a pretty strong woman <laughs> I can carry 50 yes, pounds you can. You can, I those can carry pounds are crazy <laughs> and I can't even imagine how much everything is together in one box I mean, <laughs> they're heavy so, yeah, uh, and when I make them, I hold on to them for like a good hour with that heft. Yeah, <laughs> do um, my arm lifts for sure and leg lifts. But it was just nice because it was like a neutral setting for my mind. Mm -hmm. So that for me was huge, just to like silence the voices. And then you come back and you're just like this, just this call, this yeah. wave of calmness over me after just almost four hours of intense dancing it was wonderful that's awesome so that's been more positivity for me just to find my self-confidence again in like movement <laughs> well i think otto's telling us to wrap it up i think so he's trying to give kisses and love again again I'm all the to attention to the dog oh, the golden so doodle but um <laughs> Thank you so much for being here. Absolutely. Um, thank you for having me. Thank you. For <laughs> this, is my, this is my first podcast. Yeah, oh, I'm so happy. <laughs> thank you for just your knowledge and encouragement, um, being vulnerable in, like, just personal business and yeah. the body positivity as well. Yeah. Um, and how can people find you? How, how can they find you if they want to connect? Oh, um, if they wanted to find me, I'm all over social media. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Um, they can find me at Plurology-Designs.com or they can find me on Instagram, Facebook, at Plur like my username is just at Plurology Designs. Um, I'm on Instagram and Facebook personally too, like just, I have like personal account. I probably don't do as much on my personal <laughs> account because mostly on social media for my business. But um, I'm Elisa Ferguson and you can find me as Elisa Ferguson also on Instagram or Facebook. Awesome. Yeah. And then um, you can check out her website as well. Yep. Um, and that is? That's florology, a little dash, designs at dot com. Sorry. Wait. <laughs> I almost did my email. <laughs> Sorry. It's florology dash designs dot com. Perfect. Perfect. No, no, no. ad sign. <laughs> no ad sign. 
No, thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Everyone have a happy Monday. This has been Compassionately You with Brie, Luke, and Bell. If you'd like to learn more about today's episode, you can go to brielugenbell.com slash podcast. If you'd like to join our private support group, you can find us on Facebook and search for the private group Compassionately You. If you would like to be a guest, you can email Brie at brielugenbell at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening and have a great start to your week.